get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Blues Insider for the Athletic and 101 ESPN, Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Alex, I know you're a dog guy. Is there anything to this? Every time I'm getting ready to go on the radio with you guys, my dog heads over to the bowl and just starts chomping. Like, I'm talking to you guys, but I feel like I'm listening to my dog at Ponderosa at the buffet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is just that time of day or what, but it happens every Going time. the Golden Corral yeah. every time yeah. you do a radio the interview. Do- the do- dogs know when you have important phone calls to make, and that's why they decide. That's why when my dog, usually when I'm doing a Zoom or on a phone call, the dog decides to start barking at the top of his lungs. Or when the baby's <laughs> napping. It, it just seems to work like co- clockwork. I'm also not sure how... <laughs> By the way, JR also mentioned dogs... And Ponderosa, both that are eerily similar to my life. Move right off of that. Yeah, of course we're going to move right past. I don't know what you're talking about. I said clockwork, and I didn't stumble Uh over it at all. Okay, Uh, Jr. The Blues are going with Jordan Bennington tonight. Why clockwork? What do you make of the decision? Yeah, no, they needed to get him in at some point. Uh, so the, the Blues are going to go with a goaltender named Jordan Bennington tonight in Philadelphia. Don't know much about him. Gosh, this uh, sounds like 2019. How <laughs> huh? we just don't. We just don't know how he's going to play. And, uh, you know, we thought that uh, the 11-day break, a chance to come back and start that first game against New Jersey would be a, a chance for him to hit the reset button. The team didn't play well. Bad third period. Jordan didn't have the game that he wanted to have. Just like Craig Bruby said, guys, uh, about a half hour ago, he said he's just got to go out there and be himself. He's just got to make the saves that, uh, you know, that you know he can make and, and just be himself, play a normal game. I think that's the big thing here tonight. You know, maybe people are going to be looking for him to – to steal a game or bail the team out. And this first game back, I just don't think that's what uh, everybody needs to focus on. I think that uh, he needs to play well. And if you win 3-2, you win 4-3, and, and he played a decent game, I think that's a starting block for uh, Jordan Bennington. JR, am I, am I too aggressive with this, thinking that if Jordan Bennington struggles in this one, this might be the last time you see him kind of in a regular schedule that if he struggles in this one tonight, you might see Vili Huso the rest of the way and then Bennington on back-to-backs? Well, I think it's a fair point, and I think it could unfold that way. You know, with, what, six back-to-backs left, I think there are, and, yeah. you know, 30, 30 games, 30-plus 30 games. It seems a little bit early to me, but but I do agree with you, Alex, that, you know, let's say he struggles tonight. Let's say it's, you know, three, four, five goals, and the Blues end up losing to Philadelphia, and he didn't help them out then yes, I think they're going to have to continue to 
to go with the uh, with the arrangement that they've had here recently, where Huso's getting three out of four starts, if not more. Uh, so definitely, I think they needed to get Bennington back in there. I think you're going to have to give uh, Huso a break now and then. That's what this opportunity is. You got Philly playing off a second night of back to backs. This is a very winnable game, but you know, stop me if you've heard that before. New Jersey, Montreal, you know. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, but but I think it was the time to get Jordan t- Jordan Bennington back in. So, JR, if he plays well tonight, let's go the opposite side of things because this is something else that we were talking about earlier today. If Bennington is awesome, let, let's say he even pitches a shutout no, in this game. No, why would you do that? <laughs> then what? D- does that change your course of action, or is he still the guy that is getting, you know, one out of every four starts, and Villahuso still your starter for the foreseeable future until you're able to put together a run, a stretch run of these things from Bennington? Yeah, that's probably the more intriguing way to look at this uh, situation. Yeah. You know, yeah, it really is. You know, if he plays well, but to me, and I'll go back to what I said a week or so ago is he's going to have to put together a stretch game. So, you know, I don't know that uh, if Biddington has a great game tonight, let's say that, uh, you know, he's definitely starting Friday. Perhaps they still want to take this a little slowly and, and maybe Huso gets that start against Buffalo and, and then you come back with Bennington the next game. So to me, even if it's a 50-save shutout, Blues win 4 nothing tonight at Philadelphia, I don't say that Jordan Bennington is back. I want to see two or three, four starts in a row where you see that consistency and he gets his mojo back. Uh, so to me, even if he does have that good game, I think for now you have to continue to say at least for the next stretch of games that Huso is the, the guy. And then if that changes, then we can address that after a few of those types of starts. So, Jr., it's a day that ends with why, which means we have to ask you about the possibility of a trade for the Blues in Justin Brown. Yeah, okay. Well, BK keeps going with these names that make no sense. But for me, like, I think I think all of us are out on Jacob Chikrin because it just doesn't match the identity of what this Blues team needs. I personally don't think Ben Sherratt's the right guy to come in here and overtake Nico Mikola's time on ice because he's struggled and he takes a lot of penalties. Is Mark Giordano like the the golden goose in this circumstance, or do you think that there's another guy that Doug Armstrong could be talking about? You know, I think they're all options, and, you know, Doug Armstrong knows, obviously, uh, what the teams are looking for. He knows what the chances of the Blues landing any of these guys are. We can sit here until March 21st and and speculate on it. You know, I think Chikrin's going to cost a lot. You know, I'm with you on Sherratt. You know, a little bit questionable there. Giordano seems like he would be a good fit. You know, I heard the Justin Braun chant there in the background. There's some second, third tier guys uh, that I think could step in and and definitely help this defense. The one thing is when I made calls last week and I worked on that trade target piece, look, those were just five names. It's not necessarily the five names the blues are going after and they're going to get one of those guys. But the thing was the the people that I talked to, you know, Nico Mikola, you like him, but you know, he's raw. And can you go into a postseason? thinking that he's going to be okay in that top pair. And so to me, when you look at some of these options and you can say, you know, they bring in a second or third tier guy to play in that third pair, you know, I guess you can, but this is a good team that I think can contend if if they have an upgrade on defense. So, you know, to me, while I think that Mikola has a great future, I think you need to be more solid with that top pair. So you need to go out and, and, and get one of those guys. And I'm not saying that the guys that were the names that we're throwing around are definitely going to fill that, that hole. I just think that, you know, to me, Doug Armstrong is going to have to be aggressive with this move, with where the team is at, 
you know, how they can contend and the contract situation that you have with a lot of these guys. I don't appreciate that sideswipe that you just took there on, on my guy, Justin Braun. <laughs> I, I really don't appreciate that. I'm going to ask you to speculate here for a second, Jr. And I, I, we're, we're, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there on the front end so people don't take this as news. This is speculation. This is not Jr. reporting anything. So Jr., saying, who's the most likely Philadelphia Flyer to be a blue by the end of the season? <laughs> who's coming home with them after the game? <laughs> Like none of them, I, I don't know. Like I'm not buying into the Drew stuff uh, at, at the at the moment. And I, and I did do some homework on that. And I called around and they said, "Listen, is it a possibility? Yeah, it's way too premature." And I realize we're inching closer to that March 21st. Look, if Drew wants out of Philadelphia, it looks like he he probably does. And, and I think that the Blues are a contending team. He's probably going to be on this list. I do think there's some validity to St. Louis being mentioned in that conversation. But what I was told is that it was just way too premature. And and, and look. You know, Doug Armstrong, like we talked about last week, if, you know, teams are zigging and he's zagging, perhaps that's an opportunity to just come to the playoff tournament and say, look, I got the best offense in the league. It's right here. Uh, But to me, you know, if you didn't address the defense and you're going to lose some of these games, you know, five to four, what difference does it make? So to me, all along, I've said that they've had to improve this D. So, you know, I guess you put never put anything past uh, Doug Armstrong. But to me, you know, I guess you'd have to go with a D guy. Uh, on that Philly roster as opposed to uh, Giroux. Exclusive reporting right here on 101 ESPN. JR says, <laughs> put it on the ticker, the Blues will acquire both Giroux and Justin Braun by the end of the I'll season. Oh, see, I thought he said Giroux and uh, Ivan Provorov. They're bringing both of those guys into yeah, St. Louis. JR, final one, but we wanted to talk with you about, you put an outstanding piece earlier today that I know you've been working on for some time, and it's basically a exclusive Brett Hall story of just what he was like a teammate, the conversations, the things he used to say in the locker room. You got Wayne Gretzky talking about him. We heard Kelly Chase on Carriker and Smallman today talking about Brett Hall. You've written stories about the 100 things that Blues fans need to know. You wrote a, a bio about Bernie Federko. What about this one surprised you or maybe kind of got you second guessing um, the stories that you've heard about Brett Hall? Yeah, a couple of things. So this is a different type of piece. If you get a chance to read it at The Athletic, it, it's, it's so not good. necessarily myself writing. It, it's just comment after comment after comment piggybacking on each other. Uh, talking about the uh, the Craig Conroys, the uh, you know the, the Jeff Cortnalls, everybody that he played with, the Kelly Chases, the Garth Butchers. Then you go to Dallas and you got the uh, Brendan Moros, Marty Turcos, and so all of these guys tell the stories. Let me tell you two things. When we set out on this, Jason Jenks and I, we co-authored it. Uh, the first thing that people told us was, uh, "Well, I think you kind of need Brett's approval on this. I don't want to tell stories that are going to end a 20-year relationship that I've had with the guy." So I called Brett Hall and I said, hey, listen, you know, I'm doing the story. The first couple guys said that they really kind of like to get your approval. And he goes, oh, I don't give an F. Tell him to tell the stories. Tell him to tell the stories. So when we started calling guys, that's what we would start out the conversation. Hey, listen, we called Brett. He said he doesn't give an F. And then they just started rolling with the stories. And let me tell you another thing. As a reporter, look, these guys get bothered all the time, right, for various things. And you, as a reporter, we're calling them all the time. Hey, can you call me back? I'm working on the story about power plays. You know, it takes them a week to get back to you. The second you said, I want your best Brett Hall story, like they were blowing up our phones, calling us back to tell us these stories. And while we can write just about anything at The Athletic, there are some things that, that you can't write. And so uh, some of the stories that maybe were a little bit too uh, you know, rated uh, that didn't make it. 
It sure was fun to listen to him. <laughs> Man, now I want to hear these stories. We're going to have to do a podcast or something to, to get some of these stories because we know Brett Hall doesn't give enough. One of my favorite was Kelly Chase. He told this story uh, earlier today with Carriker and Smallman as well. Um, an assistant coach went up to, oh to Hall and says, Holy, for bleep's sake, have you ever heard the saying, there's no I in team? Holy responds, you haven't been here long. There's no I team without I and earlier today the way he told it was he said you haven't been watching this franchise a whole lot have you there's no team without I and then Chaser he also gave the story of on a play where Wayne Gretzky to pass the puck to him and let him go behind him Gretzky was pissed off and he's like what are you doing and Hall's like you're supposed to be the best player in the world put the puck on my stick (laughs) Jamie's told that one before God, he's so good I, I think the thing that stands out about all of this JR is just like and Chaser said this as well earlier today. The things that some people would think. Oh, yeah. He just says it out loud. Like, there's just yeah. no filter. He just, whatever comes to mind, he's willing to say. It's, it's a really excellent piece. Uh, some of the stuff, Jason Jinx, not to take away from you, J- JR's reporting on this is excellent, but some of the stuff that Jinx has put out on The Athletic, there's a few other of these, like, oral history type stories mm-hmm. that he's done in the past. They're, they are so good. They are so good. So and this awesome. one is uh, really well reported. The Zach Grinky one was one of my favorites that he's ever done just because mm-hmm. I, I love I could listen to Zach Grinky stories all day. This one is <laughs> almost is, if not even as good as that one. So really good stuff on this JR. Appreciate the time as always, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. And just a quick piggyback. Uh, yeah, you call uh, the Ken Hitchcocks and you call the Mike Keenans and you know, you say to uh, Ken, you say to Ken Hitchcock, "Hey, listen. You know, we called a few guys. They're all telling the same story about Brett shooting the puck into the stands at the morning skate because you told them goals don't matter and you got to, you know, preach defense." And well, it was eight to five. We were we lost the game. We needed to come back. And I told Brett, "Get the hell off the ice." Like you just have to say a couple words and you get these guys going. I, you know, I, I get Mike Keenan on the phone and you guys had him as a guest here recently. And I said, "Mike, you guys had a contentious relationship. You and Brett." You, you know, you got to have some stories, I'm sure, about the back and forth between you two. No, not really. Um, you know, I think that uh, that was probably blown out of proportion. There wasn't as much, okay, Mike, you're not going to give me the goods here. So it was a lot of fun to put together. I appreciate you, you mentioning it, and hopefully uh, people get a kick out yeah, of it. People go check it out because it's a, it's an awesome piece, and, and people in St. Louis love Brett Hall. You're going to love him even more after hearing some of these stories. Jared, thanks yeah, so thanks much for the time today, man. See you guys.